Uh, we're going to watch a little alpha clip. What is faith to me? Um, faith. Faith, I think, is a combination of confidence and peace. Yeah, faith. Um, sorry. <laughs> These are really good questions. Trust. Uh, I'm confirmed if that helps. I am CNE Anglican, which means I go to church for my grand on Christmas and Easter. Believing without seeing? He also has faith in me. <laughs> the next step after this interview will be free. I don't think faith has to do with religion. I don't know, I don't know how to describe faith. It is believing in something that even you haven't seen it yourself. Something that gets you through the day. So, faith from some people. Now, before I start speaking, um, I want you to turn to the people who you are beside or around and I want you to answer this question. What is the best analogy you have ever heard to describe faith? Or what's the most random one or what's the most helpful one? What's the best picture you have to describe faith? Well, I hope that was helpful. You all seem to have something to talk about. So let's dive into faith. I don't know about you, but when I mention the word faith, is it easy for you? When you think of faith, do you think of something that's easy for you? Or when even me mentioning the word faith, do you roll your eyes and again just scroll through that Instagram stories. I don't know which one you are, but for the next 20 minutes together, we are going to explore what faith means. As I have been preparing for this and talking to different people and thinking through and praying through what faith is, I personally this week have been again convinced that faith is beautiful and faith is compelling. And my prayer for each one of us here tonight is that we get again, or maybe for the first time, to experience faith as beautiful and as compelling. Let's pray together. God, we are here tonight together to explore this topic of faith. Help us, because we need you here. We need your spirit here to guide us as we explore this, because some of us find it easy, and some of us find it hard, and some of us find it painful. But thank you, God, that you are good, and you, as a good God, come and meet us here. So use the words that I say to inspire all of us in each of our journeys of faith with you. Amen. I find it interesting in those Vox Pops that no one could actually easily define what faith is. I also think that's kind of why we use analogies to define faith because it's not super easy. 
It's not just like the thing that rattles off. This is what faith is. Because I believe that faith is something more mysterious and deeper than just something we can rattle off in a one sentence. My favorite analogy of faith is faith is like falling backwards into your best self. I don't really like falling backwards. Faith sometimes doesn't sound super appealing. Sometimes faith sounds scary. Sometimes faith sounds out of our reach. But hopefully tonight we can understand a bit more about what Christian faith looks like and feels like. One of the key components of faith is its tricky, sometimes slightly dysfunctional relationship with belief. Faith is found in a Faith is not found in a set of beliefs being said, prayed, sung, or even lived out. Faith is found in something deeper than that. Some people say belief is in the mind and faith is in the soul. Belief is in the mind and faith is in the soul. Faith and belief are different, but I think they can have a healthy opposites attract kind of relationship. Faith is not something easily defined. That is where beliefs come in. The set of doctrine which people can list off or debate about is their beliefs. Faith is different. Faith is the orientation of your life. It is the deep convictions and deep reasons why you do what you do why you are who you are, what compels you, what inspires you, what gets you fired up. That's where your faith connects with your life. Right now, each of us has faith. Faith that the chair you are sitting on is going to hold your weight. Faith that the air you are breathing is going to fill your lungs and help your heart to continue to beat. Faith that your friends are good people. We all have faith. But what is your deeper faith? Do you have faith that orientates your life? Maybe you hold Christian faith, or maybe you don't even know what that means. Let's dig into the Bible, good place to start, to look at what it says about faith. Some passages that you can look up if you want. I'm just going to go through a few of them just to give us a bit of a scope of what the Bible says about faith. Mark 10, 52. Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Faith heals. That's what the Bible says. Matthew 17, 20. He replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if your faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Christian faith can be small but powerful. Ephesians 3.17 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Christian faith can allow Christ to dwell in your heart. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, live by faith, not by sight. Christian faith is not seen. 
In the Bible, faith is organic. It is something that is not found in the set of beliefs people adhere to, but something that is deeper in someone. A conviction, a relationship that compels and inspires them to work out God's kingdom. I think there's two key elements to, f- to the Christian faith. One being it's powerful, and the second being it's Christ-centered. Christian faith is powerful, and Christian faith is Christ-centered. Powerful. When I read the Bible, those Bible passages, and read throughout the Bible, what I see is faith. Faith, I can't get away from the fact that Christian faith, the, the faith that these people have, compels them, compels them to do God's work on earth, to be world changers. It's powerful because it heals It's powerful because it can move people to repentance. It's powerful because it transforms. It increases God's kingdom. As we look through the Bible, people with faith in God would continually do risky things because they feel compelled by who they know God is. Ruth, leaving her safety to take care of others. Noah, building a huge boat because he felt God wanted him to. Joseph, speaking truth into injustice. David, believing in a loving God, although he continues to turn away from him. The woman touching Jesus' cloak for the chance of healing. The man on the cross seeing Jesus as God. Saul, leaving a life of hatred and terrorism. Faith is powerful. It changes lives. To read that faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains has and does compel Christians every day in this city, in this country, in this world to do amazing things for God's kingdom. We heard from Hannah. Hannah, Hannah's faith compelled her to go to Peru. And Since Hannah's here, I thought it'd be interesting to hear from her why her faith or how her faith compelled her to go to Peru. She was very gracious to say yes to me this morning. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Cool. Um, So yeah, faith basically took me to Peru. Um, It was a massive step. It was an unknown. Um, How I got to Peru was I just couldn't shake the idea. There was something inside of me just telling me that I needed to step out and go. I'm not always sure of what I was going to or what it would be like, but almost that trust that this is what God wants me to do and I will, mm. he will be there with me and will be encouraging me um, to do whatever I need to do. Mm. Great, thank you. Super, thanks so much. Maybe you know of other people like Hannah who, who their faith has inspired them Maybe you know of somebody, or maybe you are somebody that God has spoken into your life to do amazing things. The Christian faith is not passive or submissive. It is a faith that is powerful because it fuels the work of God in the world. Christian faith is powerful. It's also Christ-centered. I think of the first followers of Jesus. This man they had heard of, maybe seen, maybe played with, in the village square as a child, turns to them and says, come follow. Leave your daily routine, your daily living and follow. 
These people had faith in the person of Jesus. Many communion liturgies have the proclamation, great is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. The central act of Christianity is taking communion. It is to proclaim the whole story, the whole work of Jesus, that he died, that he rose again, and that there is hope that he will come again. In taking communion, we are being part of the story of Jesus. We are being part of the enactment of what Christianity is about. It's about Jesus. The Christian faith is not based on a good feeling. It's not based on a conviction of justice. It is not based on the presence of some higher being. It is based on Christ. It is based on a person. It is based on Emmanuel, God with us. It is based on a man who shouted from the cross forgiveness to the people who hammered the nails into his hands. It is based on his own spirit being present in this world to work for peace, justice, and transformation. It's based on the person of Jesus. Christian faith is powerful and is Christ-centered. But the one of the most important things about faith, I think the thing about faith that underpins it, that overpins it, that surrounds it, that holds it together, that allows us to have it, is that it's a mystery and that it demands us to enter into a mystery. Faith is not purely rational, it's not logical, it's not really answerable. It is so often a mystery even to those who have believed in it for many years. To have faith, I believe we must allow the space and place for mystery in our life. We're going to hear again from somebody from the Alpha films who um, found faith in Jesus. I remember growing up in a house where I would jump on my kitchen table and I would see this white powder and I didn't understand what that was. And I remember hearing gunshots and growing up in an environment that uh, became normal to me. When I was a little boy being brought up in drug cartels and having a family that was connected to the mafia, seeing drugs everywhere around me, then losing a fiance, then ending up in federal prison. And for me, that was my bottom. That was the end of my road. I didn't know how to get out of this, and I could only turn to Jesus. And here I was in the situation, but I knew that God could redeem me. And so I began to make changes in prison. The moment that I accepted Jesus, it wasn't that I changed who I was. It was that I accepted who I was, and I became who He wanted me to be. And I found purpose, I found meaning, I found hope. God took something so broken and made it a beautiful art piece. And now, seeing my life being redeemed, the story of redemption, that now I have a beautiful wife, I have a son, and I get to be part of a community of faith, hope, and love. I became a Christian when I was 10 years old at an Easter holiday club 
on the fourth day of Holiday Clubs, if anybody's been there, usually they tell you about how you can become a Christian. So, 10-year-old me, um, I was there in Bearsden Baptist Church, and I put up my hands, walked forward, sat on the stage, remember it vividly, sat on the stage, prayed a prayer, and I became a Christian. I went home and nothing probably really changed. But I know that that faith I had as a 10-year-old Gemma and the faith I have now as a 35-year-old Gemma is very, very different. My faith has been challenged and tested. It has been smaller, seriously smaller than a mustard seed at times. And it has been bigger than my biggest dreams at times. I've questioned my faith. I've wrestled with my faith. At times, I have thought I have not had faith at all. But I have fallen in love again with faith through all of the struggle, through all of the wrestle. I stand here as someone who loves their faith and thinks that faith is a great thing. I want to tell you about a time in my life about five or six years ago. And to describe this time, I can only describe it as having, as hitting a wall in my faith. Pete Scazzaro, all day I've been trying to say that name and I still can't say it, Scazzaro, describes the wall of faith as a season in your faith when you will feel stuck. I felt stuck in my faith. The old things that helped me connect with God, the songs, the prayers, the readings, the journaling, all of it just fell from me, just fell from me. It didn't connect in a deep way like it used to. Something had changed the wall. I was hitting against the wall. I would pray, and it was as if I would, like, call the number for, like, God, and I'd be like, bring, 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 and there'd be nothing. I would open my journal, I'd try and write, and they would, I would, like, write my shopping list. I would open the Bible, and I'd be like, right, this week, this week, I'm going to, like, do this Bible study or this, nothing. Change it the next week, change it the next week. I'd listen to the music I'd used to listen to, and I'd question it. I would struggle to even know what calling myself a Christian was. This time of hitting the wall was really frightening. It was really disorientating. I would ask questions like, am I losing my faith? Was this all, was this all real? Am I a total fake? Throughout this time, I continued to go and see a spiritual director. Um, I have seen a spiritual director for many years, and you, you go kind of once a month, and you sit down with your spiritual director and talk about faith, and they ask you really insightful questions, and 
it's really helpful. And I'd continued to go to see my spiritual director. And there was this one time, and we got, I'd bluffed my way through 45 minutes of my session. And I was pretty pleased with myself, talking about different things and different scenarios in my life. And I'd got to 15 minutes before the end. And I just had kind of ran out of things to say. So I just sat in silence. So she sat in silence as well. And then, like, she sat in silence for, for what felt like three hours. Probably was, like, 30 seconds. And then she turns and she goes, so what are you thinking? And I was like, oh. And I was going to fake an answer and say something really profound. And then I was like, actually. And something came to me. All of a sudden, I got this picture of a river. And it, it, to be honest, it wasn't really a picture of a river. It was more just a sense of, like, there's something to do with a river. So we talked about it. And she asked, where do you think you are in comparison to the river? And I said, I'm standing outside, like, on the banks of the river. Standing on the banks of the river. And the river is going past, and I need to get everything sorted before I can jump into the river. And that's what demands of me. Like, that's what I need to do, sorted, great, get back on it, journal more, pray more, then you can jump in the river, Gemma. And we left, um, and it all closed up, and I went away. And throughout that month, and throughout the next couple of months, this picture, this sense of a river wouldn't leave me. But I never got to a point where I was like, that's what it demands me jumping in. But what I got to the point, and what God graciously, mercifully, lovingly showed me through all of my questioning, through all of my doubts, through all of my failed expectations, he showed me that I was already in the river. Showed me that faith actually says you're already in the river. And you can bring all of your questions, all of your doubts, all of your expectations into the river because he's there. He's in the midst of the river. And that's what I believe faith is. Faith is being in the river. And for me, that has held with me that I don't have to have all the right answers. I don't need to be able to produce the Bible verse for every situation in everyone's life. I don't need to have every prayer time as being this hev the heavens open. But what I need to do is continue to be in the river and know that God is with me in the river. And know that Christian faith, that the faith that I hold on to is powerful and is Christ-centered and compels me to be part of what he is doing in the world. I hope for you, if you are at the wall, if faith is easy for you, if faith is difficult for you, if faith is painful for you. I hope that you know you are in the river and that you are not alone, but God is with you in the midst of where you are in your faith.